Welcome to the Rumination Podcast. My name is Trevor Holtner. I am your host, and it is currently 3.30 in the morning as of this recording. And um, I'm going to get the car started, and I'm going to kind of explain the premise of the show and why it's so important for me to do something like this. So you're going to hear some driving noises uh, as we go. Uh, Just sort of keep that in mind. You also hear probably the the sound of me moving back and forth as I, you know, try to adjust to driving with a microphone in my hand. Um, okay. So, as this podcast goes, it's not the first podcast that I've done. Um, kind of the thing with this is... I'm suffering from really weird depression. I can function pretty much normally when it comes to work, when it comes to basically basic survival. But when it comes to doing the things that I like doing, the things that I would rather spend my time doing, I can't seem to find any more time. Whether it's because I'm so busy or what, it's just, it feels like I am neglecting and purposely ignoring the things that I like to do just because, well, I mean, I don't even have a good sort of explanation for it. It just sort of, it happens. And so as, as I've been sort of trying to process this and really understand what it is I'm dealing with, you know, with my own head, <laughs> I, uh, I decided that one of the things that I was going to do was try to force myself to do a podcast, and it wasn't going to be like the kinds of podcasts that I'd done, it was going to be a, a solid half an hour of me driving around, talking about things, whether it was my day at work, or something I saw in the news, and basically just sort of spill stuff out of my brain, you know, so that it's not just kind of floating around in there. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to try to get my seatbelts on with one hand. Put your seatbelts on when you start the car. That's important. Come on. So... That's sort of the genesis of this. And I want to say that this idea kind of sprang from an idea that I saw um, Lacey Green talk about. Now, Lacey Green is, uh, if you don't know, she's a popular sex education uh, advocate and popular, popular, popular YouTuber. Uh, She's got one of the, you know, larger channels on YouTube and she does a... A sex positivity and sex education show called Sex Plus. And I really like Sex Plus, and I've been following Lacey for a while, and, and earlier tonight she posted a video, well actually not tonight, um, yesterday, the 22nd, she posted a video to her personal channel, The Lace Paste, um, kind of talking about her current battle with depression. And 
as someone who has also been sort of battling with depression, it's been interesting to see, you know, the actual response or, or, or I guess the way that other people are dealing with it. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed, well, actually, no, enjoy is the wrong word because honestly, there is nothing enjoyable about someone else's, uh, struggle with depression, but it resonated with me and I felt really, really relieved when she mentioned this. So I, I mean, I guess I confused that feeling with joy. Um, the, when she vocalized this idea that like, when you're depressed, you find that the things that used to make you happy no longer make you happy and you have no more desire to do those things. And I have been feeling that and not being able to explain that with podcasting for almost, you know, over a year. Um, actually it's been, um, almost two years since the last time I really seriously did podcasting. And so it has, it was seriously a relief to kind of hear that stuff vocalized. Um, now with that, you know, this is going to have to be kind of a regimented thing. I know that with podcasting, you know, in, in podcasting, as in trying to maintain good mental health, maintaining a schedule is key, you know, kind of a, a regimented life, or at least a, uh, not a strict life, but you know, somewhat of a, um, a structure. And I definitely could benefit from that. And I think from doing this and hopefully trying to, you know, do this on a regular basis, I can accomplish that. So I'm on the freeway right now. Um, I'm on Hefner Parkway in Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City at night is a really interesting place. And I'm actually going to probably be driving through that part, um, Northwest Expressway. Northwest Expressway, for me, represents the kind of Oklahoma City that I really enjoy. Um, it is super busy during the day, but at night, it just sort of empties out. It's very, very calm. Um, I used to work on Northwest Expressway at the 7-Eleven on Independence. And being there at night was serene. I mean, even though it's right across the street from a hospital... And we got constant business from there, as well as just sort of the surrounding businesses, like the Starbucks and things like that. It was, there was a certain point of the night where you could look down the street, and if there was fog rolling in, or any other reason, I mean, it was just silent and calm and serene, and I really enjoyed that. And, you know, thinking back on my short-lived career as a night clerk at 7-Eleven, I can say that really it was the serenity that I appreciated more than anything else. At my current job, it's nice because I get to sit down and I'm, I'm talking and it's, it's sort of, um, it's not taxing physically. Um, hold on here. I'm being tailgated a little bit. I'm going to try to speed up. That's kind of the thing here. I'm, I'm trying to focus on driving as well. And, uh, you know, that's difficult. So. 
Anyway, wasn't a cop. <laughs> kind of worried about cops right now, but as I was saying, um, I missed the serenity of that, uh, of the, of the previous job because it was a, uh, it was peaceful. It really was. And, you know, that's good. I, I think that's, that's something that a lot of jobs kind of lack. And, you know, my job currently does lack that. Making sure. Got a shift. There we go. I can drive, I promise. I have a manual shift car, so it's it's like I'm I'm juggling things here. Um but yeah, I mean I do miss that. And uh, you know, I can say that there were some aspects of that job that really helped my mental health and others that did not. I mean I've had more sort of issues at that job than any other job in, in terms of being able to maintain a healthy life and, and, and kind of cope with things that are happening. Um, my current job is great. Um, really, I can't complain. Um, you know, the only thing I could even really mention is that, uh, you know, with any kind of call center job or customer service job or, or, or technical support job, which is what I do, you know, you do have to deal with a lot of very high energy, high emotion people, and that can be kind of taxing. Um, how did I get on this subject? I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess uh, just talking about depression in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know with this, I kind of want to just sort of focus on doing what I love, you know, and to kind of tie work back into it, I, I had a conversation with a customer who was uh, doing a documentary and and needed help with you know some some files that they were you know trying to upload to our storage service and I mentioned that I was you know wanted to do podcasting and 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 even though for a long time this hasn't been true I still told the guy podcasting is what I really want to do I want to do audio I want to do radio this is something that I really enjoy. And as I was on my break, I was thinking, why don't I do that? Like, why don't I pursue this? And so today or yesterday, the 22nd, it was, there was a lot. And, uh, a lot of that, you know, all of these little disparate parts kind of melded together and and made made up the thought process that that sort of is leading me to do this. It is 3.40. I am currently on Northwest Expressway, uh, excuse me, hello, Northwest Expressway and Pennsylvania. I'm actually just passing this intersection. Um, in Oklahoma City right now, um, you know, every, every street in Oklahoma City is organized on a north, south, east, west grid. And, uh, you know, even the kind of the freeways follow that particular orientation. And so it's really easy to navigate Oklahoma City, except for uh, the part of Oklahoma City that I'll be coming up on here in just a minute. Um, Class and Curve, it is a notoriously tricky place to drive around. And uh, I'm not going to attempt it. I'm also not sure why this light is still red. I am very irritated. There we go. Green. Hello. Um, anyway, as I was saying, it is 
really difficult to get through. Um, there are some parts of the street that uh, you can enter. There are some parts that you can't. Um, you know, it, it's it's not well defined. I'm actually thinking of it. I'm not going to enter it because I will not be able to get out for at least 15 minutes and no one wants to hear me frustrated and trying to leave a small area. But uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is that area actually is uh, it's a pretty interesting place. Uh, it's got a couple of bars um, and now I'm not a big drinker. I actually, I, I don't drink at all. Um, but in terms of interesting bar life, if you are in Oklahoma City ever in that particular, you know, at any point of the year, going down uh, to Class and Curve is a, a, a great way, you know, if you like partying and things like that, to, to really indulge in that aspect of your life. Um, there's the Drunken Fry, there's the High Low. Um, those are kind of the two main bars on that street. And, uh, you know, they, they attract a lot of business. I mean, um, I used to have friends that would, uh, bartend there. And so I would go down there every once in a while and, uh, you know, talk with them and hang out. And I mean, the drunken fry especially got pretty packed. Um, the high low is just crazy. I mean, going in there and, uh, it's just people everywhere. Um, it's a tiny space. Um, I know they do shows there, like uh, music shows. So if you're a fan of uh, punk rock or, or, you know, hardcore or alternative music, that is a, a great venue to go. Um, I think VZDs is also in the area, though. Do not quote me on that. Um, my knowledge of <laughs> bars slash show spaces in Oklahoma City is lacking. Uh, I am currently driving south on Classen right now. And one of the things that you really notice is that Oklahoma City is really well-defined in terms of districts. Right now, I'm driving through a very um, solidly-classed business area. Like, there are nothing but financial, you know, parks and things like that surrounding me. Um, also, kind of interestingly, there are a few houses um, that are still here that are really... They, they seem like they're almost left over from a period... Um, I know that Nichols Hills is in this area, so, um, you know, left over from a period where, like, mansions sort of just dotted the landscape, and now, I mean, they're really confined to Nichols Hills and um, really confined to that small area. As I pass, uh, I want to say this is 36th Street, um, I enter sort of the Vietnamese district, um, and I know this is starting to turn into like a tour kind of thing. Not every episode of Ruminations is going to do that, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I it helps to kind of just describe what I'm seeing and, and to kind of talk about the memories that are associated with this. Um, there's a, a place here that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's further in uh, to this Vietnamese district. Um, it's next to Lee's Sandwiches a little, or uh, pretty close to Lee's Sandwiches, which is a really famous, uh, I want to say, Vietnamese sandwich shop. And um, this place was one of the first places that I played music live. Um, let me see. Yeah. It's, it, was a, it was a hookah bar, and this hookah bar let us play. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, really say how advisable that was but we I was in a band called Cult Classic for a little bit and that band let me you know and and that band got me kind of into the music scene as a bassist and 
going there and being able to play music, um, and we made some money on it too, which was, you know, kind of an unexpected experience for us because we didn't really, you know, have that aspiration for that band. I want to see if it's still there. It looks like it might be, but I can't tell. Um, it was, I think, called The Greenhouse or something like that. But uh, we played one show there, and we made about $80, which was, I mean, that is seriously a lot of money for um, bands. Um, and they were going to hire us to be the house band for that place, but I don't think I don't think we did that well. I think they paid us for that night, and then we just sort of didn't ever go back. Um, one, the memory that I really kind of stands out, uh, that day we actually had to go buy a drum head for our drummer. And, uh, you know, so we were out 150, and we were going to make 80. Um, but we were able to play the show, and it sounded fun. It was a fun time. It was a really fun experience. And, uh, yeah, so now I'm on 23rd in class, and I'm actually going to keep going south here into the heart of Oklahoma City. And this is about the point where it really does start getting more businessy. Um, I can see the Devon Tower right now. And one thing that I've noticed about the Devon Tower lately is that the, the top floor light has been off, um, or the lights have been off for a couple of weeks. And it's really weird because that has always been sort of a beacon for, you know, just Oklahoma City in general. And it's, it is kind of weird, like, the Devon Tower, to me, it, it does remind me of um, the Dark Tower, you know, Sauron's Tower in uh, The Lord of the Rings, it's, uh, you know, in Mordor, it, 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 it does elicit imagery <laughs> in that vein, and uh, I don't know, I just, I kind of, it gets me tickled a little bit every time, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, just helping, I guess this for me really is I need to start expressing myself again in, in terms of experiences and in terms of memories and history and things like that. And, you know, hopefully this will help. And I don't know. One thing that I will say is I do want to kind of cover topics. So, I mean, if, if folks have something that they want me to talk about, I think right now I don't really have, like, an email address or anything like that for this. But if you message me on Twitter or, you know, Facebook or anywhere else where I might have access to that, I you know, or, or you might have access to me specifically, um, you know, that, that would be great. Um, but interestingly, you start noticing as you go down class and... Um, a little ways. I'm going to probably turn left here on 10th Street. The number of bail bonds offices go up and, uh, or goes up, excuse me. And uh, one thing, one, one reason for that is, uh, you know, I'm not but a few blocks from the prison. And uh, I'm also pretty close to St. Anthony's, which has, you know, our mental health facilities. And, you know, this, this kind of is weird. Because, you know, it's, I understand sort of why, but I don't know. It's difficult. There's a lot of stuff going on um, in my life that I'm not yet comfortable talking about and that I would need to kind of discuss with, you know, friends and family before I do talk about them. But, 
yeah, this this being in this area kind of elicits some thoughts that I can't release right now, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm already hiding stuff. It's Midtown, which is the area I'm in right now, is interesting in that it's one of the few places in Oklahoma City that has roundabouts, and I don't know how I feel about roundabouts. It's, it's uh, you know, obviously driving a roundabout is not complicated, but it, it, it seems so out of place in a city that, as I mentioned, is based on a north-south, east-west grid system. And, uh, you know, it just, it kind of throws you through a loop when you have to, you know, go in a roundabout. To, to try to get to where you're looking or to, to get to the place you need to be. So I'm going to go down 10th Street here. There's a lot of businesses in this area that are really, really new and they're interesting to me and I'd love to check them out, but a lot of them are also super expensive. This is a, you know, in the last couple of years, Midtown in Oklahoma City has really turned into a uh, expensive sort of upscale affluent place and that's just super strange to me I, I really don't know uh, what is this this looks like I can't pick the name off let me see here there's an outdoor space where pretty much anybody can set up shop I am now in Oklahoma City like just full-on Oklahoma City and uh, it is 350 I am on Robinson and 10th and, I mean, this is it. This is like the upscale business. And I don't know. It's it's really weird to see how far Oklahoma City has come in the last couple of years. I'm going to downshift and turn right on Broadway. So, as I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm going straight into Oklahoma City. And this is going to be interesting trying to avoid cops because basically it's not going to be possible at this point. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much in here that has moved to, moved to Oklahoma City in the last couple of years, and it's just it's super interesting. Um, so I might go by. Uh, I I don't know if it will if I'll be able to make it down to that area, but I might go by the new building or the new Oklahoma. Uh, excuse me, the new Oklahoman newspaper building and kind of see if I can talk about that. I have no idea if you could hear that, but there's our trains and (laughs) we we have trains. It's pretty nice. Um, You know, we have a a kind of a a tiny Amtrak system uh, or network and and that's been, that's an interesting thing. I've never ridden on a train. I, I have no idea what being on a train is like. Seriously. So, I don't know. Might be interesting. Alright. Just kind of stopping here. I can see City Place and the Chase Tower. Um, in 2011, Occupy came to Oklahoma City. And I'm about to pass the park that it used to be on and it's pretty much been in construction since 2011 actually um one of the things that kind of bummed me out about it is that 
you know, they actually got a really nice park. And then the company that owns the land went out of business. So pretty much for three years or so, for three or four years, it's been nothing. There's There's been nothing there. And that's that's a shame because it, it could have really been really been something. I'm on Main Street and Broadway. I think I'm still on Broadway. I'm not sure. Let me see what this cross street is. Um, yeah, still Broadway. As I go down, um, it just gets nicer and nicer. I mean, I am fully in the financial district right now. Um, I've got the Sheraton on my right. I've got the Renaissance on my left. I've got a giant building in front of me, um, <laughs> actually Sheridan Road. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and turn right. And I think if I turn right, I'm going to hit right in front of the Oklahoman. And that'll kind of get me into what I, I kind of want to talk about today, which is journalism. And as I go, here we are. This is the Oklahoman. They've got a YMCA. I mean, they got restaurants in the bottom floor. It is a kitschy place, and it's it's where the main newspaper in this in this part of the state is uh, is based. And I mean, you know, Oklahoma news is so interesting to me. Um, wanting to be a journalist uh, from a pretty young age, uh, or at least you know, high school. It was always my dream to work at a place like the Oklahoman until I started, you know, hearing about kind of the, the, the shadiness in which they, you know, it, it seemed kind of weird that, you know, specifically the energy team that they had really defended practices like hydraulic fracturing and uh, horizontal fracking you know, waste well, wastewater disposal, um, you know, in deep wells and things like that, you know, when it was, it was at least causing concern among the community. I mean, one of the things that I think should always be the case with news is it should take the concerns of the community and at least examine them. Um, you know, if, if it finds that the community is not, uh, sort of, not sort of justified in in a certain concern that they may have then it at least still gave it respect you know I, I'll be the first to say that the you know the the public or the customer is not always right but regardless of whether they are or not giving those people you know at least the respect of taking their stuff seriously I think that's important and it doesn't seem like the uh, Oklahoman really did. Now, I I will say, in in their defense, that I haven't read them in a couple of months. Um, they could change. I mean, newspapers are always changing. Uh, you know, the staffs that are heading them are always changing. And, uh, you know, it, it could be completely different. I wouldn't know. And I'm not going to go ahead and... I'll go ahead and just say that I'm not going to sort of blame or talk about someone like that, or, you know, a group like that, um, you know, without really knowing what they're like today, so, but there is that, um, kind of unrelated, but, I mean, it is kind of a big story, I guess, 
in the uh, news business is uh, as I was leaving, I saw that the Washington Post is going to be participating in this thing called instant articles that Facebook is doing. And from what it seems like, instant articles is going to be not a replacement for notes necessarily, but a uh, sort of alternative to that, kind of like Medium and Blogger. Um, And that's going to be really interesting. They're going to be posting all of their articles to instant articles. um, And as more and more people kind of get access to that program, I think the, the benefits of that could be huge. Uh, now, I'm not sure who else is going to be allowed to use instant articles in terms of uh, creating things, but, um, you know, I would certainly be interested in doing so, um, given the chance. And I am on Black Welder. I'm going to see if I can turn right here. I'm going to have to start heading back soon. Um, it is, by the way, 358 AM. I have been talking for a half hour. I will probably end this episode here. I want to say, um, first off, that this is an effort for me personally uh, to kind of get back into podcasting and to, to really center myself and figure out what it is that I want to do with podcasting because it is something that I do want to work with. Um. If you guys have any questions or if you have something to suggest or, you know, if you just want to talk, uh, I am on Twitter at Illicit Popsicle, and I am always willing and happy to to strike a conversation with you. Um, You know, whether we continue that conversation or, you know, what have you is is kind of up in the air, but again, I'm I'm always willing to, to start that conversation, so... Uh, so you can hit me up there. Um, you can also hit me up at the asexualanarchist.tumblr.com. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything for this quite yet. No infrastructure or setup or anything like that. It, this is something that I, I really just wanted to see if I could do tonight. So I think I've, I've done a good job. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Should there be music? Should there be you know, segments, let me know. I will do my best to assimilate to the public's demands. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Probably not, but, uh, I will absolutely listen to any suggestions that you may have. Anyway, until tomorrow, this has been the Ruminator podcast. My name is Trevor Holtner. You all have a great rest of your morning. Goodbye. Yes, uh, the episode has ended. It's 4.02. I'm on some random street and uh, pen. And I just saw literally a pack of wild dogs run across the street. And, it, I mean, as I'm heading towards them, there are just there are more of them. Um, interesting. I've never seen that. And uh, let me see if I can get kind of a looky-loo thing here. They're kind of just gathered around this uh, quick stop here. Um, what street am I on? Holy shit. I am on Northwest 12th Street. So Penn and 12th. And I'm about to turn. I don't want to do that. Anyway, yeah, As uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this off now. Just wanted to give that quick update. <laughs>